welcome to Speaking of College. Welcome, it's your source for reliable knowledge. Oh, yeah. We got Dr. P as your host. As your host. We gon' tell you what you need to know. Need to know. Need to know. The more you know, the more you grow. The more you grow. The more you know, the more you grow. Grow. Get more knowledge. Knowledge. Welcome to Speaking of College. Speaking of College. Yeah. Welcome to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and today's episode is focused on college advice. If you're considering college or you're currently enrolled in college, I'm sure you've had to make all sorts of decisions. The process of making college decisions can be complex, so I knew an episode focused on college advice would be timely, and I knew the person I asked would be fantastic. Dr. Kevin Kruger has over 40 years of experience in the field of higher education. He's an expert on several student-focused topics, and you'll quickly notice that his advice is based on his deep knowledge of what college students can do to be successful. Kevin has a great sense of humor, and when I asked him to wear a college t-shirt for the show, he raised the bar and wore four t-shirts. At various points along our conversation, he switched t-shirts to reveal both a new school and a new perspective. Needless to say, this is one of my favorite conversations so far. During the break, I'll tell you about how you can find quick information about the overall student population at your college, and I'll close the episode with a question about financial aid options. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and I have a fun episode for you today. As you know, one of the main reasons I started this show is to give people an extra resource to help them make college-related decisions. And as I think about the many options out there for everything from what to study, where to attend, how many credit hours to take, and so many other things, I wanted to do a special show that is exclusively focused on advice and practical things for you to consider. So I knew I had to pick someone with lots of experience for today's conversation, because when you're looking for advice, you need someone who knows a lot about everything. That's why I'm so excited to have a very cool and fun guest with me today, my friend and colleague, Dr. Kevin Kruger. Dr. Kruger draws on more than 40 years of experience in higher education. Since 2012, he served as the president and CEO for NASPA, a nonprofit organization that's focused on helping professionals who support students in addressing their academic, financial, social, health, and well-being needs. Prior to NASPA, Dr. Kruger held a range of student affairs positions at Southern Methodist University and the University of Maryland. In his role at NASPA president, Dr. Kruger represents student affairs at a variety of national forums and is a frequent contributor to higher education news stories on the college student experience. He's published and presented nationally and globally on trends in higher education, student success and degree completion strategies for low-income students, first-generation students, and change management and leadership in higher education. On a personal note, he's the proud father of two children, one a recent graduate of college and the other a college sophomore. He has an MA and PhD in counseling and personal services from the University of Maryland. Kevin, welcome to the show. Amelia, good to be here. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I have to tell you the origin of this show. So I was talking with a a recent guest and I said, I really want to pick topics that people want to hear about and that are going to be timely. She said, why don't you do one on college pitfalls? And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, pitfalls, usually those things that people do that probably didn't serve them particularly well. How did they avoid them? And being the optimist that I am, I I couldn't call it pitfalls. But the goal of this show is to help people avoid some of those pitfalls and they need advice. And so to kick the conversation off, I think maybe the first piece of advice somebody would want to have is where to go. And so I want to make it personal 
rehearsal and ask you the very first question, which is that in your bio, uh, I know where you went to school for, for your first day of classes in college, but tell us more about where you went and how you made that decision. So uh, I went to the University of Albany, which is upstate New York. I grew up in Long Island, New York. Um, so I'm going to tell you a quick story uh, that about how that all went down for me. Um, um, I was a first-generation college student, so my um, my mom and dad uh, were uh, did not go to college. My dad worked in a lumberyard. I worked in a lumberyard too. Um, and so the first decision was I knew after working for six years as, you know, all the way back from like I was 12 years old, that I did not want to work in a lumber yard. So that was the first thing. So I had to look at some other options. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll look at going to college um, and didn't know much about that whole process. So uh, the, the fateful day was um, going to a, a NACAC college fair. Now college fairs, the, your listeners will know about college fairs. These are opportunities to see lots of different colleges. I went to the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York, to um, to just see what I was going to do about college. I didn't know I didn't know two critical questions. Answer two critical questions. One is, what was my major going to be? Uh, I didn't know what a major was, and where was I going to go to college? I didn't know that either. Okay, oh. so I walk into the Nassau Coliseum with my registration all by myself. I took that, I, and it, there's hundreds of schools there, um, and um, and they are were there alphabetically. Um, and so two things happened as I worked <laughs> through the A's. The first Albany. was Adelphi um, was oh. the first one I saw, Adelphi is Long Island. And um, the first question they asked me was, what are you gonna major in? Um, and the admissions council was sitting right here and behind them was a sign where they had the majors listed um, at the university. And the first two listed were history and political science and then a bunch of others. So the person asked me, so what are you gonna major in? I'm like, um, history and political <laughs> science. That's how I chose my major. I'm telling oh. you, that's not how the, you're going to ask me that later on. That's not how to choose a major. Yeah, no. The second university I came to was Albany alphabetically. Um, and I chose that one because it was, I realized very quickly, it was in New York. So maybe I could get in-state tuition. Um, and it was far enough away from my parents that I could visit, but but not to be too uh -huh. close. So it worked out great for me. I had a great experience. Uh, I found that a state university was a great opportunity for a, a reasonably cost education, high quality education. But I wouldn't advocate um, either one of those decision points using just randomness <laughs> to make my decision as opposed to science. I think um, it certainly speaks to doing your homework, doing your research. I didn't do that. Um, many of you who are on this call and this uh, watching this, you may yourself be first generation yourself. and. And, and so it's one of the challenges you'll have to um, uh, uh, work through is how to get more information about the whole collegiate experience when it may not be something that's embedded in your family um, lineage. Mm -hmm. I totally would agree. So the, the very first time we talked about college, my sister and I, we were right there immersed in TV shows that had pictures uh -huh. of, of oh, college sure. students. Yeah, right, that was the right. first impression. Yeah. And then choosing a major was based off of a, you know, a movie that I had seen. And I said, I, I want to yeah. do what that person is doing. And so these are the ways that, yeah. you know, some people make decisions. So I always start with that question, just for listeners who want to see where their journey through college can take them. So of course you are accomplished, you know, you got decades of experience, but just to 
to make it relational. Even someone as accomplished as you uh, can say that they've started from a place of humble beginnings and it turned out well. So, and, not knowing, and not knowing anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into the first half of the show, which is really just kind of setting the stage and letting people know why is it important to make certain decisions. We're going to talk a little bit about college and what some may perceive as the value of it, but that's, the, that's a little bit later question. First question is this. Let's, let's hype it up a little bit. Um, you visit hundreds of campuses. You've talked to lots of students and you always end up probably at the point where someone talks about what makes college special. How do you answer a question like that? For those who've not been or those who are still in it and still trying to look for the answer to that question, what is it about college that makes it so special that someone should consider going? Okay. So as I answer that, you, you asked me to wear some college gear. I got yeah. the University of Miami shirt on uh-huh. here, but I'm just going um, to change it out here and get a different uh, shirt on. This is Ferris State, uh, which is okay. in, uh, in Michigan, a uh, state institution. And I thought I'd just give you a different view. Um, so why college in the first place? Uh, so let's just focus for a moment on traditional age college students. So the 17 to 22 year old um, students coming out of high school going to college. Let's just start there because I think that's one, that's, that's what we often is the, the, the thing we think about when you say go to college. Um, why? The years between 17 and 22 are the most um, important in your life, um, whether you go to college or not. But the reason that we suggest college is that what you're going to, you, the way you will develop into a, a, a citizen, a person who can contribute um, to the world around them, uh, not an understanding of a variety of viewpoints and perspectives. I mean, what you're going to get in the collegiate experience, you can't replicate almost anywhere else. It's, it's, a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's a gift, really. I mean, just that one thing I mentioned, like, so you go to high school, you've met people sort of from your area. You go to college, you're going to meet people from different countries, different races, different ethnicities, different political backgrounds. All That exposure alone tests your sense of who you are, um, mm-hmm. helps you develop your sense of your confidence in, in going forward, who you, who you will be. Um, um, and, and all of this is preparing you to be effective um, and successful in your career. So it's a unique opportunity. Um, is it a lot of fun? Sure, there's fun along the way. Um, will you be challenged academically? Absolutely, you'll be. I mean, think about um, uh, you go to college, you're probably in the you know top, at least half of some of the students in your, in your high school. You're gonna be going into classes where everybody's smart, everybody's mm-hmm. doing the work. Um, and so you're gonna be challenged academically, um, but all that's gonna like test you to be an effective citizen and employee in the job you choose. Yeah. It's a, a great answer. It's, it's, it's truly a mixture of all the things I say when I talk to high school students that college will be transformational. It'll tell you it more about who you it are is. and the things yeah. you care about. And That's so true. Yeah. The, you know, to, it's almost to a person, Amelia, you know, if, uh, and I, I know you feel the same way I do. Once you get to that, like June, late, you know, early senior year, or you graduate, you know, you've gone through your college experience four years, five years, six years, whatever it is. And then you look back at who you are that day. You look back at who you were when you were when you started as a freshman. It's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, I mean the kind of like the changes you go through, the maturational process. It's you know again if you're if any of your listeners right now are in high school, you you, you just can't imagine what you're going to go through. You might think, oh, I got it all put together. Believe me, you don't. You're going <laughs> to learn so much in those four or five years. It's it's really really quite a powerful thing. 
Yeah. So uh, you got Ferris State. I'm wearing University of Vermont. Oh, and yeah. uh, okay. each shirt represents something different. This shirt reminds me of uh, the element of first. And so I made my first trip to Vermont last summer for, for a work trip. And I had in my head what I thought it was going to be like. I thought very green trees and things like that. Um, I didn't realize the first Ben and Jerry's location was there. And so I, I got some, some time to actually explore it. I'm there. like, this, the, yeah. the state that I otherwise wouldn't go to, it's a beautiful campus. And um, beautiful campus. I just, it was complete. I didn't have any real expectations but I did not know how really how much yeah. fun it could be and so the yeah. spirit of yeah. that made me think about this yeah. this episode all right so we've warmed the listeners up we've told them about why it would be transformational why it's good but if we're being honest you know if anybody has access to quick data there are some pitfalls there are some things that students struggle with in this really transformational environment what are some of the leading challenges that college students experience from your vantage point yeah um I have one more um, <laughs> are you hot wearing all these clothes <laughs> Ooh, feeling a little lighter now. This is uh, Northwestern up yeah. in the suburbs of Chicago. Gorgeous, gorgeous campus. Um, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls. Um, let me just, um, you know, I think about pitfalls, I think about barriers, things that like sometimes be difficult. Um, I want to acknowledge that for many of you, college is um, is a reach. Um, it's, it may be a reach um, economically. It may be something that is uh, a challenge for your family to find the resources you got to go. Um, and so some of it is um, is just understanding that you may find a way to pay for tuition, but there's so many other expenses that go into college, um, books and living expenses and transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, just acknowledge, I just wanna acknowledge that that, that money, money is probably one of the biggest kind of challenges we face. Um, uh, second um, is developing a set of skills that are gonna be really critical to be successful in college. Um, I'm just gonna tell you right now, high school is a, is, a, is a somewhat of a preparation for college, but it won't get at it. The, you might look at college like, oh, I'm gonna have all this free time because I only got five classes and I'm not all day. No, 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 it is, it, it takes a lot of organization and effort um, and time management to be successful in college. The thing we know when we see students who struggle is, it, is that they have not grasped onto that organizational methodology that helps them succeed list, get all your assignments on the calendar, make sure you don't, you know, late on anything, just really organize yourselves. Um, and then, and then every day, you know, look at um, a schedule. Um, mm-hmm. If you just sort of just drift around, you will end up falling behind very, very quickly. And again, as I said earlier, you're up against some really smart people in that, uh, who are your peer, your peers. And so you got to put the work in. And that's, and that's what I told my kids, like, this is like, you're like, you know, you're going to college, your job, your job is to be a student. And that means, yeah, yeah enjoy yourself. But A, number one is, is to focus on the academics. And last thing on this, if you're struggling in a class because it's just too complex, I can't figure it out, whether it's a math class or an English or whatever it is, um, uh, use the resources the institution has to help you get through that. Every college is set up to help you do that, but you have to go get those resources. They will not come after you. That's the biggest mistake students make. They, they, they don't seek the help, whether you feel like you're embarrassed about it or you're not sure where to go. Uh, there are resources that will help you. There are individual people, other students who will tutor you in a class for free. Mm-hmm. So, it, so you have to, but you have to go seek, seek that out. And, and don't wait until like week 15 as soon as you feel like I'm not getting all the stuff in this class, you know, take the proactive measure to do that. One last thing, uh, um, uh, every faculty member has office hours. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure they know who you are. So go to their office hours, ask them a couple of questions. 
it may feel a little awkward at first, but, but they're just sitting there waiting for somebody to come see them. So like take, and the reason you want to do that is per, become a person to them, not just a person, a number, even if it's a class of 300, you can still go there, become a person so that they know you care about succeeding in their class. If there's a difference between a C and a D and a B and an A, I mean, who know, what that, you know, faculty say, oh, I know, remember that part, they, come to, they came to see me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, let me bump them up, you know, or, or just ask them questions about the, what, about the class, about the things you don't understand. So that self-initiative, I think, is super important. Um, for all those first-generation students that I mentioned before, um, uh, uh, you, you may feel awkward about talking to a faculty member. Break through that awkwardness and make sure that you connect um, to, um, uh, to your faculty member. Super, super important. Kevin, you are dropping gems. I mean, we've touched on the money piece. We've talked on the academic piece. We haven't even gotten to the Ask the Expert section. I hope you have not used up all your best advice because that part is coming a little bit later. But shameless plug for the points you made about approaching faculty because uh, pre- the prior episode actually focused on that. Some specific tips to take. When I listened to, to it. I heard, uh, I heard the, that. the cold yes, call yes. for that. So uh-huh. yeah. uh, very timely. So we've talked about why college is special, why it could be transformational. We've called out some of the specific challenges. I think these roll up to uh, my third question before we get to the break, which is this ongoing debate about the value of college. You cannot escape it. I imagine that someone who's in college right now got that tuition bill and said, is this worth the money that I'm paying? That's one vantage point. It could be someone supporting someone in college. It could be a parent or a guardian or a loved one who's saying, hey, I don't see the return on this investment. Or if that's not enough, it could be the headlines about the student loan debt crisis and others who say that the cost of college is too much for the amount of return. I imagine at the core of all of this is whether it is worth the time and money. Imagine, given the time of these debates that we've been listening to in general about the future of America, let's say on a smaller scale, you got a chance to be in a debate about the value of college. What points would you generally make? Not asking you to say whether it is or is not, but what what are some of the things you normally say? I see there's another one. There's another another school. (laughs) The last one. Okay. It's my, it's my chirps. It's my Got chirps. you, Maryland. Got you. University of Maryland, where I did my, did my master's and PhD, um, and uh, where my both my kids went to school. So. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So it's a good question. Um, so let me just uh, let me just give you a little data because there's some hard science around this actually. Um, um, uh, during the last recession in 2008-9, and in this recession we're in right now. Mm-hmm. If you look at unemployment rates, um, and you look at you compare students, uh, young people who um, don't have a high school degree, have a high school degree, have taken some college with no degree, and then take and then a college degree, whether it be a two-year degree or a four-year degree, and you compare unemployment rates, mm-hmm. it comes no surprise to you, or maybe it will, but I'm going to tell you that the lowest unemployment rates are for people who have a college degree. Four-year degree is the lowest. Wow. Two-year degree is next. Then some college is next. Then high school degree, and then no high school degree at all, uh, has the highest unemployment rate in America right now, and it did in 2008, 2009. So we can take one metric all the way through the last recession. If you had a college degree, the the unemployment rates hovered around 5 to 6%, where the Mm -hmm. rest of the country was at almost um, 9 to 10%. Um, so right there, you can see that um, the, um, that's one aspect um, that favors getting a college education. Okay, so one. Two, let's look at earnings. If you look at lifetime earnings, you can make the same comparisons. Life, the, the, what we call this is, it's, kind of compl- it's called a wage premium. In other words, the, the higher levels of, of pay you'll get 
are, are directly related to the amount of education you have. Now, Amelia and I are very fortunate to have PhDs. And we're at the highest level. Mm -hmm. um, but a college degree has a wage premium that is uh, almost a million dollars more than those who just have a high school degree over lifetime earnings. Right there, you've got, no, that doesn't mean that if you don't have a college degree, you can't succeed. Of course you can. You can, be, you can go into the trades, you can do you know, other kinds of things you can do. But, over, but in general, um, college degree equals um, lower unemployment and, and, and higher earning potential. That doesn't even get into all the things that we know benefit um, you from going to college, which is that self, that identity, sense of identity, that developing the critical skills that employers want and are, are, are highly prized, communication skills, being able to work in the teams, um, uh, leadership skills, being able to work with people from diverse backgrounds, all those kinds of things, we call them mm -hmm. soft skills. You get those things in college also, that's sort of the bonus, but we don't like, you know, it's sort of like you can't measure that, but look, when you talk to an employer from Google or Twitter or Bank of America, yeah. or you name the company and they're interviewing people, you know what they're looking for? Then they actually don't care where you graduated from and they actually don't, may not even care what you majored in. What they care about are those soft, those skills I just mentioned and, and college is the way you acquire those. But if you roll it all up, there's a huge value to college, even though the American public sometimes questions it. And one of the reasons they question it is because of the cost, right? Because yeah. college costs have gone up. Um, and so it, yes, is it an investment? Yes. Um, it, does it pay off? Absolutely. Um, now, having said that, I think you should be smart about managing your college debt and not take on more debt mm -hmm. than you think you can manage later on. And an important thing that many students don't think about early on is how much debt am I gonna accumulate? And what made what major and what career I'm going to go into? So you know, before you accumulate, if you accumulate large amounts of debt, you want to think about what is the pay scale for the jobs that you're going to be accessible in given your major. That information is all online. You can get access to that. You can like say, let's say I'm a anthropology major. You can look at there's there's websites you can go to that will tell you like what kind of jobs do anthropology majors get and how much they pay. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to kind of measure that against how much debt you're going to take on. That's just a, you know, that's, that's a whole nother episode you probably could get into. But the bottom line is, is college worth it? Absolutely. In fact, unless you're going to go into a, a trade where you have, there's a professional track that does not require a college degree, one of the worst mistakes you can make as a young person is deciding not to go to college in terms of the potential for you um, going forward as a, as a productive member of our economy. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, I think we probably could do a full stop right there on, on all of this discussion, but I could not let you off the hook because the second part of the show is where I put you in the Ask the Expert seat. And oh, so okay. I think right. we have gotten to the point where we've, we've laid the foundation. I think it's not debatable anymore that there are benefits to going to college. We've addressed some of the challenges. We've even talked specifically about what that return on investment might be. So for the listeners who've already made the commitment and said, I'm so glad that you validated my decision. Now I need to make sure that I make the most of this college experience experience. Part two is going to be us uh, listening to you give us some advice, specific advice about some things that most college students will have to think about and probably make a decision about at some point before they graduate. So we're going to go to the break and when we come back, we're going to put you in the Ask the Experts team. Did you know that most colleges have an office that's responsible for collecting and reporting data about students' performance? That's right. 
Many colleges are required to gather information about students, such as the number of students enrolled, the breakdown of full-time and part-time students, and the average amount of time it takes for a student to complete a degree. This office collects such data to report to multiple audiences, and that includes you. So if you're ever curious about overall student outcomes for your college, visit your campus website and search for the Office of Institutional Research. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find a resource called The Factbook. It's a great way to learn more about your college. Now you know. All right, so welcome back. Kevin, are you ready for the Ask the Expert section? Can't wait. All right. So first question relates to more of the personal decision making. So I imagine a college student right now is probably going to be making decisions about a lot of different things. And so when it comes down to getting advice, they have probably three sources of advice they might turn to. The first is, you know, oneself. You know, what do I think that I should do? I'm, I'm Googling things. I'm looking around, that type of stuff. Second type of advice would be to maybe reach out to someone like you or I and ask us some, some perspective based on our relative experience. And the third option is to maybe go to peers or friends or family or someone who knows, you know, me personally, what do you think I should do based on what you know about me? I could imagine the swirl of all those different types of advice can be confusing. What advice do you have for someone who's trying to find the smoothest path to what they need to decide without, you know, getting caught up in all the noise, I put it like that, or the extra advice for which they can't decipher uh, what they should do? What advice do you have? That's a, that's a great question and a, and a tough one, um, mm -hmm. because um, you will be surrounded by well-intentioned people, um, some of whom will have um, uh, believed that their, uh, their experience um, uh, is relevant for your experience. And so one of the, I think, you know, listening to my kids talk, they said they wish they had done two things as seniors. They had not told people where they're going to apply. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And not told people what their SAT or ACT scores were. Um, mm -hmm. And those are two things that they both uniformly said because what you get into is this then conversation and uh, and potential competition and all this kind of stuff about where you're applying and of course friends and neighbors and all everybody's got an opinion about college one way or the other mm -hmm. whether you go or not go where you should go to do. so it's it, it it can be very distracting. Um, I would say that um, that um, obviously your family is is important um, because um, they will probably be integrally involved in the in the financial aspect of your decision. So that's 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 one piece that's mm -hmm. important. Um, I think you should use the resource you have at your high school, which is your guidance counselor. Um, and 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 that's what that that's what they're there for. Make sure that is um, uh, is, is important. But then I think when it gets down to your actual decision making, it's a very personal decision. Um, what you're really trying to do here is find a good fit for you. And what's a good fit for you may be different than your friends and your mm -hmm. family and other people. So this is a person, this is a very personal thing. Now you have to balance again finance, of course. Um, um, uh, the best way to do this um, is, uh, you know, you have access, you have tools now that, that we didn't have. You can basically do a virtual tour now for almost for every college yeah. you'd be interested in. And you should take advantage of those, do those. Go on their website, Look and see who's on their website. Look and see what they're talking about. What do they value? What do they talk with? Look at their mission statement. Like what, what does this place stand for? And take the virtual tour. And then if you can, if you have the opportunity resources, it, it's, it's obviously best to do a, a campus visit if you can, um, but a virtual tour is okay. But if you can get, go see the campus. You will walk around and say, do I fit in here? Um, mm -hmm. And you'll get, a, you'll get a sense of that. But do they have the academic programs that you're, you're potentially interested in? Now, you don't have to know what you want to major in, but leaning towards something, what do they emphasize? What's the, what are they known for? Um, ask them, check out their uh, their graduation rates. Find out, like, like, 
you can get that online. The federal government has a resource. You can find out, you know, University of Maryland, what percentage of students graduate from college in four years? Find that out. If it's low, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go there, but, um, you know, what, what's happening there that would make, you know, what, what are the kind of academic resources that they can help support you? So um, I, I guess what I, in summary, I would say is you've got to filter out some of the noise um, as much as you can and focus on the people that really are, you know, most, but in, uh, in the end, it's, it's, it's your heart. It's your decision. You have to be happy there. So I, I really think the worst thing you can do is sort of get moved into a decision on the basis of what your dad says, your grandfather says, or your neighbor says, because, you know, they're pushing you in a particular way. You're the one that's going to have to go. So um, uh, this is going to be one of the first places where you're going to have to stand up for yourself and say, this is what I want to do. Um, again, money is a, you know, a factor of money. And um, everybody doesn't, you know, you can't, everybody can't go to, you know, a place that's going to cost $80,000 a year. You might not have the resources or the financial aid, but, but as you're looking at your options and weighing them, it's your, in the end, it's your decision. Um, what makes you feel right? Mm-hmm. You, you are so right. Um, I think at that point, when you're in college and you make those tough decisions on your own, that's the muscle that you start to learn how to that's work. Exactly. That's true. That's yeah. It doesn't mean that you never yeah. seek wise counsel, yeah. but at some point you got to do it on your own. So uh, specific advice, let's, uh, let's get personal a little bit. If you think back to when you were in college, it could be at any juncture, it could be graduate school or before that. What's one of the best pieces of advice that you received? Um, I think, uh, you know, for me, it was um, uh, to, to use college as an opportunity to explore. Um, and to, um, this, this is a time in your life where you can um, try something that you would never have tried before. And it doesn't have to be academic. So, you know, you might be majoring in one thing, but you have, a, you can, you have this opportunity for electives and like, try, don't pick the elective based on what you heard is the easiest professor. Yeah or the easiest class or you know, pick something that you've not done before, like something that's kind of cool. It, that be Explore an interest. Um, every college university has um, hundreds, if not big hundreds of clubs and organizations on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, so understand also that your life as a college student is gonna be in class, but also out of class. Make that out of class experience um, as, as rich as possible. Find things that you haven't like, that you've never, you always wanted to experiment with. You can join, join a club organization, find people who have an interest that's different than yours. Don't always stay in your lane. Try to find some additional lanes, broaden yourself as a person. And so the only way to do that really is to, is to take risks and to try something you haven't had before. But, the, but it's set up to do that. You'll like every college has an activities fair. You can like early in the fall semester, there'll be hundreds of tables of different clubs and organizations. Mm-hmm. Try a few of them. You know, if you don't like it, don't don't go back. But like, try it on. See, and you're gonna. That's the way you're gonna develop new interests and hobbies and avocations that will serve you later on in your in your life. Yeah, you can also pick something if you're a business major. You know, you can look at the business or you know business club organization. Sure, but but find some of those other things. Again, remember, like balance is gonna be really important as a college student. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot simply only be a fa- studying. You know, a, a, an academic. You know focusing on your classes. You, you're really talking about broadening yourself and, and really from a mental health standpoint, you're gonna need something other than academics, right? So find those things that energize you as something you've always wanted to try. So that'd be the advice I, I took and I, I benefited from it. Yeah, I, I want to go ahead and make the assumption that that advice would be advice that you would impart to others. And so I think you would agree that, that that's a, exactly what people should hear. So a little known fact about Amelia, uh, I joined the hip hop breakdancing club. 
nice. when I was in, nice. in college. I did not actually proceed to the point where the competitions happened. Apparently, you know, there was a little bit more on the the floor aspects and a lot of bending and twisting and turning. And uh, you know, I had to I had to um, gracefully bow out, but it was so much fun. And I don't know that I would have ever made those friends if I hadn't you know given it a try. I, right, jo- so- I joined. I joined the ultimate frisbee club. A little nerdier than yours. It seems cooler <laughs> than mine. Um, ultimate hey. frisbee. But hey, but you know, you, it was fun. Everybody, everybody gets to choose. Right. You know what they what That's they right. want to do. So, all right. So I'm going to do something new and call this a bit of a college advice buffet. And so okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna name a few broad topics and ask you to give some advice, maybe a sentence or two, um, for each. And so let's start off with this one. What advice do you have for students about how to manage their money while in college? So one early piece of advice is going to be that once you start college, you may be bombarded in person or in emails or other, other sources for getting a credit card. Mm-hmm. So um, um, uh, uh, one thing that can go awry um, is, um, you know, um, there's a lot of things to spend money on and you can accumulate debt very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'd be very cautious about getting a credit card, get a debit card. So you can kind of make sure that you're staying within your budget and then create a budget. Like, like how much money am I going to spend on food outside the dining hall this week? How much money do I have accessible? How much money am I going to spend on transportation? How am I, you know, figure out what your budget is and then live within that budget. Um, so um, that uh, uh, you can, then can manage, manage your expenses. So, so that's, a, that's my advice there. Yeah. Excellent advice. I, I find a common pitfall is that some college students don't think this is the time to pick up personal finance type tips because they're like, well, I don't have a lot of money. That's the best time to do it because when you get out of college right. and that's you have right. more of those habits, they stick. All right. Next one. Advice for students about how to pick a major aside from going to the college fair and looking for, you know, things that are posted up. Yeah. I, I, I would actually, so first of all, you, you know, um, what, what, kinds of academic things, you know, in high school excited you, you know, I mean, just look back to your own experience. I mean, you certainly can look at that a little bit. Um, but, but what I really think um, you might want to do um, is actually approach it from the, the other end. Um, what kind of jobs interest you? Like what mm. kind of things out there and like, what, you know, what, 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 what kind of career could I imagine and what kind of major do I need to get there? Um, and, uh, and th- that is a different way of going in. It's like, you know, as opposed to having to pick up this range of 15, 20 different right. majors, I'd actually look downstream a little bit and think, what are the kinds of things that I want to do as a, from a career standpoint? Next one. Um, let's go a little bit adjacent to this. Uh, what advice do you have for parents or guardians or others who are supporting somebody who's in college right now? Yeah. So I would say, um, uh, one of the biggest things is, um, is, uh, to give your, um, Family uh, as a family member who's attending with son, daughter, grand grandson, granddaughter, whatever it is, um, the space to um, really focus on their academics. Um, now, uh, what I mean when I say that, I mean that you know um, they um, let's say they're living at home um, and they're taking classes and commuting to class. Um, make it, they may need to be on c- campus um, more than you might think they need to be. What are you doing on campus? Because because of the academic. Mm-hmm. Um, demands um, that they're in the midst of. So understand that college is a almost like a full-time job and support that kind of endeavor. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Um, um, and then I think the other thing is just listen. If you're a family member, listen to your 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 uh, college student about, um, you know, do they seem stressed? Do they seem sad? Yeah. Do they seem unhappy? Um, be a be a uh, just a listener for them um, and and pay attention to any cues that are concerning. Um, you know, um, look, we know that we're in the midst of a mental health crisis you know, na- um, nationally. Um, you know, one in three students have some sort of diagnosable mental health disorder, depression, anxiety. 
listen for those cues. And if you hear anything that's concerning in that regard, put, encourage them to go to the counseling center at the university so they can get the kind of support necessary. Mm-hmm, Cooper, mm-hmm. come over here. Come here. <laughs> Does Cooper okay. want to be on the now show? Now you're going to get, yeah, Cooper's going to be on the show. Hello, okay. Cooper. Hi, Cooper. Cooper, I wish Cooper could talk. I'd ask Cooper what advice, know. you know, he has know. For, for someone in college. All right. So you mentioned, uh, you know, anxiety or stress or strain. Some of those things come from unexpected events or changes. What advice okay. do you have for college students about how to handle those? Well, I think, you should, I mean, the, 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 uh, each, you know, each life journey is going to have, um, um, bumps in the road. Um, and so it's, you know, I think the biggest piece of advice I have is sort of um, start understanding your own reaction to things. Um, pay attention to yourself. Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling like I can't handle this? Like pay attention to your own emotional state um, and then do things to, um, that help you get, you know, you know what, you know what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, get, get enough sleep. Um, are you getting enough sleep? Maybe that's that's one one thing you can do. Um, get some exercise. Get outside. Take a walk. Go to the gym, um, if that works for you. Um, listen to some music. Um, go see some friends. Talk to a friend. Um, in other words, pay attention to your own self. That's the best advice you know I think I could give somebody. Um, college is hard, and what you're going to go through is it's a lot of changes you're going to get going through. And I just think that you know, paying attention to your own self and don't expect it's just going to be flawless. It's going to be bumps and use the support network around you and understand what how, how you thrive um, when you're in those same circumstances. And really seriously here, um, log this in your head. If it's if you really start feeling overwhelmed and you start feeling sad or you feel like you can't, it's, it's not, stuff's not going in well in your life in that early going, um, please go um, make it an, anon- make it, uh, mm-hmm. an anonymous, go see somebody at the counseling center and use that resource to help you talk that through. Yep, that's that's excellent advice. Uh, I think I would probably even add to that uh, so, uh, something I've done for years, which is a video journal. You know, I just turn the camera on while I'm brushing my teeth or making mm-hmm. dinner or something like that, and I can mm-hmm. just you know explain what's what's happening so that I can chronicle that moment. And at some point, months later, I go back and look great at idea. it. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. or you know, so and many people find a written journal to have the same value. Mm-hmm. Same, same yeah. thing. Just to be able to, just to be able to express themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you look back over it and it gives you context, perspective. Uh, I know, and all yeah, those right, yeah. right, for sure, yeah. Uh, all right, last one. And this is timely because we're doing a lot of this higher education college experience uh, without being physically in person. What yeah. advice do you have for students about making friends and connections in a virtual environment? Yeah, so this is hard to do. Um, it's much easier in, in, in person. Um, uh, but um, uh, uh, if you have... The opportunity, it's gonna be much harder in a, in a big lecture hall where you, know, where you just cannot connect to a person. Mm-hmm. But look for those opportunities that you have where there's smaller classes and you can actually see people in a, in a setting like this, in a video setting, um, and take the risk to reach out to them and make a connection. Um, hey, would you be interested in getting us, I'm trying to put a, a, a group of people to, to study for the exam, would you be interested in being a part of that? Mm-hmm. You have it, you know, make it, make, make it about a task. Um, or, um, you know, we got this reading. I was, I think it might be helpful. I'm trying to find some people to help talk about this reading. So use it and then try to develop those relationships that way. Um, having said that, developing any kind of relationship online like this in online class is super hard. So set your expectations low also. Mm-hmm. If you end up in an online class and, and you don't feel like you're connected with anybody, that's not your failure. It's, this is hard, hard to do this. Um, and, and, you know, we're just going to have to, you know, hold our and you know be patient until we can get back to the sort of live classes that we know that most of you will enjoy. 
Yeah, that's great advice. Okay, so if we could put all that together, it would make a really great book, but I don't think that you've Mm -hmm. produced a book yet with all your wonderful advice. So until that Mm -hmm. happens, is there a book or an article or a resource or something that you typically refer people to when they're looking for quick access advice about navigating college that you think people should know about? Well, um, so I'm gonna, uh, one's pretty recent um, uh, that uh, I think connects with what I had said earlier about being a first-generation college student. There's a book called The Journey Before Us, um, okay. uh, which is uh, it's first-generation pathways from middle school to college. So it, um, it's interviews with students who are first-generation. So it's a way for you to kind of just get a sense of how other first-generation um, students have uh, have succeeded. Um, and then the other one I would recommend is, um, is a book called How to Win at College. Um, that sounds like a little competitive but it's interviews with um, uh, students who have succeeded at college and their advice. And I think sometimes one of the best advice you can get is from people who have gone through it themselves and sort of peers. Um, so as opposed to not, you know, there's a ton of books out there from people who are admissions counselors and all kinds of folks. Those are good too. But I think listening to the voices of other students who have gone through what you're going through can be, um, can be really valuable. So those are the two that jump out at me. Awesome. Well, Kevin, I think I've extracted all that I can ask for one podcast episode in terms of specific advice. I got to close the show with the same question I asked for everybody. So we started at the beginning, you at the college fair and how you chose a major and how you chose UAlbany. Let's fast forward to 2020 and assume that you have the opportunity to put together a backpack for a student who might be starting at UAlbany in the next six months. What's something that you would put in that backpack and why? Well, um you know, other than, you know, your um, uh, computer, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with an organizer. Uh, yeah. I, I would, I would make sure that, you, that your, it goes back to what I said before. I mean, something that allows you to track, to do calendar. I mean, that thing should be your, like your, your walk around Bible, the thing you, you depend on that, mm-hmm. or, that organizes your life. Um, I'm just going to tell you that, that, um, that, that kind of organizational skill development Stressing will help you in college, it'll help you in your job as well. Um, and it often is the difference between students who succeed in college and those who don't. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing right there. Well, Kevin, I think I, I would have to say, uh, I would also add to that backpack, the link to the episode that we just recorded here. Okay, because yes. it's filled with so many gems. I, I have to say, thank you. I know that somebody listening right now will find this to be useful. That's the single goal I have for the show. Thank you for all the free advice. Thank you, Cooper, for joining us. And I tell you, this, the, the cutest guest we've had so far, Cooper, I think the bar is now higher. Everybody has to bring a pet of some type. So thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. I know that, that people who want to follow you uh, you're on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? I'm at NASPAPRES, N-A-S-P-A-P-R-E-S. Um, would probably be the easiest thing. And I tweet about uh, higher education. Um, okay. So it's a little nerdy, but that's what I do. <laughs> so they tweet no you. Dog, and, no, and, and no dog pictures either. Oh, see, that means you have to add both advice yeah. and dog yeah. pictures. You can, actually, you, can, you also can find me on LinkedIn. And, and I will tell you that despite the fact that, um, you know, I might seem hard to get a hold of, I respond to every um, direct tweet and every direct message on LinkedIn. So any of you listening want to be in touch, I'm happy to chat with you. All right, that's it. So I will add the links to your social media handles. I'll put the links to these two books there. Kevin, it's a pleasure. It's everything I hoped it would be. Thank you for joining me. That was fun. Thanks, Amelia. All right. It's time to ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Get the S's that you need. Today's question is from Bailey in New York. Bailey writes, Dear Dr. P, I'm pretty worried about tuition fees. What are some good financial aid options? First things first, Bailey, you are not alone. 
I think you've asked one of the most popular and most important questions about college. I have four steps for you that I hope will ease some of your concerns as you make your plans. The first is to complete the free application for federal student aid, which is also called the FAFSA for short. That application is how you can determine if you qualify for any federal financial aid. That aid includes such options as the Pell Grant, which is money that if you qualify for and receive, you can use to cover some of your college costs and you don't have to repay it. Not everyone will qualify for the same amount of federal aid, mostly because the amount is determined by several factors, one of which is your income or your family's income, because some aid is designed to support students who have financial need. The best way to find out how much you might qualify for is to complete the application. It's kind of lengthy, but it's free. And as you think about each college you might want to attend, it's a good way to help you see your full set of options. My second suggestion is to start looking for scholarships. While scholarships can be competitive and range in dollar amount, Every bit helps, and it's good to start looking and applying early. For example, although they're not an official sponsor of this show, and I'm not affiliated, Scholarship America has a website that you can search for listings of various scholarship opportunities. My third suggestion is that you listen to episode one of this podcast. In that episode, Gilbert Bonifay, a college financial aid professional, explained a good way to think about how much college actually costs. For example, Gilbert talks about the difference between out-of-state tuition and in-state tuition, and the difference between public colleges and private colleges. These are factors that could influence your overall cost. Gilbert also mentions that when selecting a college, it's important to remember how the college fits you financially, personally, and academically. All of that is important to consider before you make your final decision. My last suggestion, after you complete the first three steps, is to contact the Office of Financial Aid for the college that you are planning to attend. The professionals in the financial aid office are prepared to answer your questions and help you understand your next steps. If you try these four things, I think it could give you a clearer sense of your options. Thank you again for a really good question. If you're listening to this show and you have a question about college, you can write me at amelia at speakingofcollege.com and I'd be glad to answer and maybe feature your question on a future episode. For now, that brings this episode to a close. As college continues to be one of the most fulfilling, challenging, and rewarding experiences that one can have, it's definitely good to have some advice along the way. I hope this episode provided some helpful tips as you navigate your college journey. If you like this show, please consider subscribing, and I'll be back with you in Speaking of College again soon. In the meantime, I hope you have a productive and inspiring day.